Praise God. Man, I love that song. That's an oldie but a goodie. Thank you, Lord. Well, praise God. I want to share a word with you, so get your Bibles out tonight and go to the book of Isaiah chapter 9. Now, I want to encourage y'all, if y'all didn't catch Sunday's message with, with uh, old Brother Frankie out preaching, giving testimony after testimony of how big God is and how much he moves, you need to go listen to it. Get yourself encouraged. You say, I think he's crazy. Well, he is. He's crazy for Jesus. But I want to share a word because, you know, we're we're in the Christmas season. I don't know where everybody is in your Christmas shopping and that kind of stuff. Um, my wife was making a comment. She said, nobody's friendly. Nobody's talking. Nobody's saying anything. Everybody's just humdrum. And she was out talking to everybody and encouraging everybody to say something. Hi, how are you doing? And people are just like, what? You know what? And uh, that's exactly the opposite of what this season should be. And it's real easy to get caught up in everything and get caught up in all the, you know, the shopping and trying to have the, the, the best gift and, and dealing with traffic and dealing with people and dealing with the grumpies and the Scrooges and the, you know, all of that kind of stuff and still keep joy. But I want to share something with you and I want to encourage you tonight. And, and this is a really simple message. But I just believe that we've got to keep our eyes focused, you know. Uh, Matthew 6, says, if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. If you stay focused and you stay focused on Jesus and what this is really all about, what really took place, what really happened, why, why we're even having Christmas, what does Christmas mean? What, what, what did it mean? Uh, you know, this morning I got to thinking about um, after, after I'd listened to Frankie's message on Sunday and talking about miracles and things and um, it's, it's not hard to believe in miracles because a lot of us have seen miracles. We've seen things, haven't seen God move. You know, when your wife gets uh, miraculously healed, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to say, well, you didn't. Right. I mean, it happened. But if you were, if you had not heard of Jesus and you were living in the, in those days and someone came and said, Mary was, impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Hello? And there's this little girl, and she's pregnant, and there's Joseph and Mary, and you would be, you would, it'd be pretty easy to enter into the gossip section at the cafe, right? And say, yeah, 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 right. Uh-huh, she, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, sure, Joe, sure, Joseph, go ahead. <laughs> Keep telling that story. Am I right? Because we never heard of that. We never saw that. You could go back into the Old Testament. You could see miracles that Elijah did. You could see miracles that, you know, Elisha did. You could go back and you could document and you could see these miracles, but there had never been an immaculate conception. Right? Now, when you saw Jesus moving, and you saw Jesus doing miracles and you saw, you know, whatever miracles that you, you, you came across, and then you see, you know, let's say you're at the, the of Lazarus being raised from the dead. I mean, boom, you're saying, well, I don't know where he came from, but bless God, there's something going on here, right? And then you got the resurrection. 
And so now the resurrection, and let's say you're one of the 500 that saw Jesus after the resurrection, all right? So, I mean, there's other convincing things, but I'm telling you, the Immaculate Conception would have been a hard one to swallow, being that we had never heard of that before. Right? Okay. So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, Isaiah was prophesying this way back before there was ever a Christmas tree, star, lights, way back. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, he prophesies, and, and I've been talking to you all about this prophetic revelation and, and how you have to live by prophetic revelation. you got to understand, Isaiah, you know, he was a prophet and the Spirit of God would come upon him and prophesy and they'd write this stuff down. But I'm telling you, I just know he didn't know what he was talking about. Right? I mean, it was, a, it was still a mystery to him. And so he prophesies one morning, for unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. So you can see, and this is what I want to say we got to focus on for this Christmas season. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit more of this on Sunday because I got a big message and I'm just trying to give you a tidbit and not get into the Sunday's message. And so you can see way back, all the way back to Isaiah, that God had a plan for a Christmas. He had this plan, and why was he doing this? Now, God's got a plan to come back and get us. All right? I believe the Bible plainly lays out a rapture of the church, and, 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 and uh, you know, and it's going to be a wild event. Graves popping open, people flying out. I mean, it's going to be wild. It's going to be like something nobody ever in, in, in even thought about. But here is, is, is the Scripture that's the precursor to everything God's going to do. And he's got this all planned out. He's got this giant plan and he's and he can't wait. God can't wait to tell the world. So he prophesies through Isaiah. He can't wait. He's like, it's like I can see God sitting on the throne. He's so excited. Holy Ghost, go speak to Isaiah. Let, let this out. I got a plan. But look at the plan. A child is born. The weakest tenderest, most innocent thing. Not a warrior is coming. No, a child is going to be born. So they weren't thinking, Isaiah didn't sit back after it was all over with, get him a glass of sweet tea and sit back and say, you know, someday people are going to be all over the place. They're going to come around. They're going to call it Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're going to call it Christmas in there. Going to get all excited and give gifts because Jesus is going to be a great. He didn't know what was going on. Right? But just think about this. God couldn't stand it. He had to prophesy it way back in that day before ever Jesus was ever born because he was so excited for Christmas. Now, y'all can, I already hear, I already hear naysayers in my head saying, well, you know, there's really not called Christmas. Just go, go. Drink some hot cocoa and chill out. I'm just preaching here, having fun. Thinking about it. See, it excites me that something excites my Heavenly Father so much that he couldn't wait. He didn't wait a week before. Right? He was hundreds of years before prophesying through Isaiah. So excited for Christmas to come. How do you think it was? No wonder the angels burst forth singing out all over the skies 
about the good news that it had happened. I mean, they knew it was going to happen and on heaven's plane all the way back there. And then it finally the day comes. I mean, how many of y'all? I mean, as a kid, you know, when I grew up, I just had an older sister. So it was just me and my older sister. And we have a small family. It was just my grandparents on my mother's side, my mother and my dad and us two kids for Christmas. But I can still remember the excitement of of waking up that that Christmas morning. And, you know, the the it was just different. It was, you know, everybody was there. There was food and there was fireplace was going. You know, man, thank goodness it's made going to cool off for Christmas. We wouldn't have no fireplace going, right? 80 degree. We don't want an 80 degree Christmas, but, you know, bless God. And so, but, you know, it was just special, right? And you were as a kid, you just couldn't wait to get up and you're going to get in there and there's presents under the tree and that excitement. But think about God. Think about what his thoughts were, his feelings were on the birth of Christ coming into the world in a manger, how excited he was. And it was so much excitement. I just believe it blew the angels right out of heaven and had to come to earth and just fly around and, and declare it all right. It's just so much energy, so much power, so much spirit. It's going to just blew them out. And they just had to go out and sing and praise. And, whoa, we're in the realm now, you know, and flying around. Shepherds all freaked out. Oh, right. I mean, a lot of times they knock the shepherds, but the shepherds, man, I mean, if you're out sitting around a campfire, you're worried about wolves, the coyotes and stuff like that. And the next thing you know, the sky is full of angels flying around singing. I mean, you're going to say, man, we got into some bad something here, man. Y'all seeing what I'm seeing, you know, but God's excitement. I'm seeing the excitement of God now. Okay, so just take that in, in what I'm saying and just start thinking about that. How the world then takes Christmas and turns it all around, takes this time, this season of joy, the season of giving, the season of blessing, the season of excitement about Jesus coming and saving all of mankind and then commercializes it, tears it down, puts us in there. We get into stress. We get all worried. We're trying to go do this. We're getting that. Man, folks, listen to me. You have to keep what I'm saying in mind right now. Or, or by the time Christmas comes here, you don't even care. You're like, I don't care. The turkey burn, whatever. Right? And we missed it. We missed it. And I don't want to miss it. I want this to be the best Christmas season I ever had. I want, to, I want this one. I'm just trying to just, I mean, man, I've been listening to the, all the Christmas songs. I've been trying to get myself in the flow. I've been praying different every morning. I've been talking to God about it. I've been seeing, you know, show me these things. I, I, because I want to experience joy in what took place. All right. So let me show you this. Go to Psalm 66, 1. Psalm 66, 1. Now. OK, let me read it first. Psalm 66, 1. Make a joyful shout to God, all the earth. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. Now, just stop right there for a second. Think about this. Here we go. God always does things that don't make sense to us. And the Bible plainly tells us God's thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. We don't not going to follow and understand the way he's doing it. I'm telling you, I would not have sent a baby 
to win the world. Right. That would have not been any of my thoughts. That wouldn't have been plan A, B, C or D. It would not have been in the plan to redeem the world. Let's take and send a baby. But God, in his awesomeness, when 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 the birth of Jesus came upon the face of the earth, it was it was the it it meant what exactly what Psalm uh, 61 says. I mean, 66 one says there that the whole earth should have been shouting because all of a sudden the redemption of mankind, there was a way out. There was a way for us to be redeemed from our sins. I mean, it should have just been the whole earth was crying out and shouting. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You sent a baby. How awesome are your works? I sometimes think that God, you know, I know throughout the scriptures, there's, 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 there's scriptural references to when God said, like Gideon will say, you, you got too many people, send them back to the camp. You, I, you, they're going to say you did it. You know, I want this to be known that was me. Well, how much more God to redeem the whole world, save the whole world with a baby, right? I mean, that's pretty much got to be the epitome. Not even a baby that was in a mansion, a baby that was born out in the feed trough. Most people would have said he didn't stand a chance, right? Poor family. Now, we don't know that Joseph couldn't have afforded a room. He just couldn't get one, right? But... Yet the sheer fact of his start in life, no room in the inn, born in a feed room, feed trough. But God's saying, this is it. This is my answer. His hand upon Jesus from that time on, his hand just upon him just to make sure that everything came about, everything worked. Immediately, wise men show up, bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh, right? Immediately, immediately God already had figured their what, what they needed in life and taking care of it. And I'm telling you tonight, God already knows what your needs are. And he's not, you don't have to look under the tree for it. You just need to look into the word for it because he's already got it for you, whatever you need. And here it is, man. A shout of joy to the whole earth ought to be just, right now we should just be shouting. We should be rejoicing, just dancing up and down. Folks, listen to me. If you got heaven made, you know, there's not really anything else you have to worry about. Right? So he goes on here to say, <clears throat> all the earth shall worship and you shall sing praises to you. They shall sing praises to your name. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in his doing toward the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot and there they will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Oh, bless our God, you people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, who keep our who keeps our soul among the living and does not allow our foot to be moved. For you, O oh God, have tested us. You have refined us as silver is refined. You brought us into the net. You laid affliction on our backs, and we have caused men to ride over. You have caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through the water, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment. In other words, no matter what happened in the world, no matter what the devil could throw at you, no matter what came out, the place that God has for you is rich fulfillment. You're going to be defeated in your thoughts. You're going to be defeated in your walk with Jesus the moment you begin to believe that the devil's got the upper hand. 
But when you keep your faith going and he said, God, you said no matter what I'm walking through, I'm going to come out. I'm only going up. I'm only going to get higher. I'm the head and I'm not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm only going up. I will not be stopped. You have a place for me. Your attitude towards me is a place of rich fulfillment. Hmm. He never promised us we wouldn't have tribulation. He never promised us that there wouldn't be problems, there wouldn't be situations going on. Do you know that if you read through the scriptures and you look and you do it, the world's going to get worse and worse and worse? Did you know that? So if you think, well, wait a minute, I'm going to pray into a better, you know, until everything's rosy. Well, I'm telling you, you're praying against the word. The word says it's going to get worse. But we're going to get more blessed. But the world around us is going to get worse. But we're going to stay blessed because we he's got us. Amen. So and everybody says, woe is me. Everything looks terrible. Well, praise God. Maybe that means we're that much closer to God's next big exciting event. Now, let's carry this one step further. Then I'll, I'll quit. Psalms 91. Let's go Psalms 91.1. I want you just to see tonight that God had a plan. And he brought Jesus into this world. We call it Christmas. God called it salvation. God called it victory. God called it where, where he had a place that then he could come and be with you and, and, and show forth his kindness unto you. Look at Psalms 91. This is, this is Moses. If you let me say it like this, this is Moses prophesying Christmas. You say, What? Just think about this. Listen, think of this. Jesus being born, what we're celebrating, Jesus being born meant there was salvation for mankind. Jesus coming to the earth, the perfect God-man coming to this earth means that salvation was brought to all mankind. Right? So that's what the season's about. And what's it going to take us into? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. You see, this place that Moses was talking about, this shadow under the wings of the Almighty, it was just a, a reference of how God was going to be there to bring you in and comfort you and be there to, to watch over you and to be there and to bring you warmth and to bring you love and to bring you kindness. And it all happens because of Jesus. I don't know if you've checked, but most of us were not Jewish. So you're not going to get in under the law, under the old Abrahamic covenant. You're not going to get in that way because you're not Jewish. So we didn't stand a chance. That's why I always say anybody's a fool for becoming anti-Semitic and, and talking about the Jews. If it wasn't for the Jewish nation being the root and that we got grafted in, as Gentiles, we didn't stand a chance. But praise God, man, for unto us a child was given. Mm, mm, mm. Praise God, Jesus came to this earth. So surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. And from the noisome pestilence, he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you shall take refuge. His truth, his truth 
shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness. Do we ever need that verse? I saw it today. It's not happened yet, but they're already putting out a report that, that it, the COVID long virus is going to be more deadly and can kill you. It's not here, but it could be and it would be just something to throw fear into people. Nor the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. Well, here we go. A thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. All because of Jesus. See, I just want us to get focused tonight of what we're celebrating. All of this is yours because of what happened. What we call Christmas. Not the amount of shoppings, not the great gift, not the that you made the grandson the happiest he could ever be. I mean, that's all nice. That's all good. But the greatest gift has already been given is Jesus. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. So no evil shall befall you. Nor is any plague going to come near your dwelling. Here we go. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In his hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the serpent, and the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love. Whoa, 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 he has set his love upon me. Mm, mm, mm. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I'll answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with a long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. All because Jesus came into this world. You couldn't pray that. You couldn't, you couldn't claim that without Jesus. And so, folks, this is just the simplicity of what I'm saying tonight. I'm going to get more and more and more into this on, on Sunday. That do not let yourself get out of sorts right now. Do not get irritated. Do not get displaced in your emotions and and all right now in this season but focus on what Jesus did for us focus on that this is the greatest time of year to celebrate and do what Psalm 66 says let all the earth shout unto God praises unto him how awesome he is for what he has done for us and I want to tell you something instead of having a pity party we need a praise party and if you've been if, if it's been you know like like, I don't like the weather that we just had, you know, where it's all overcast and misly and stuff like that. Man, a few days of me not seeing the sunshine, I just get all grumpy. And if you've been like that, even though the sun's come out and even though things are looking good now, you're still grumpy. Well, you need to start a praise party at your house. You need to go walking and marching around your house, shouting the praises of God about how great he is and about all he, he he's done for you. Amen. 
and go around singing, Thou, O Lord, art high. And I exalt you, O God. I exalt you in my home. I exalt you over my family. I exalt you over my life and my work and everything else. And you watch what God begins to do in your life. Amen. So let's don't let's don't lose what this season's all about. Amen. Amen. So I can't go any further or I'm going to get into where we're headed on Sunday. But praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, let me pray for you again. Bless you again. And so, Father, I just declare right now in Jesus name, people are going to hear this word. It's going to throw off all the depression, throw off all the anger, throw off all the whatever's going on in life, the, 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 the pressure to have the perfect time. And they're going to realize what the real gift is in life. It's Jesus that unto us a child was given and that child was Jesus. And it came into this world to save this world. And Lord, we're going to shout your praises. I declare people are going to be blessed and they're going to shout your praises. They're going to exalt you, Lord God, over their lives. And Lord, I thank you for blessing them, blessing everything they put their hands to, blessing their businesses, blessing their lives, blessing their families, that truly this season, Lord, will be the greatest season of revival and renewal in our lives, Lord, that we've ever had. And Lord, we give you praise for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.